Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. I am so excited about this one. This lady came into, sounds wrong, but came into my life a few few months ago. Um, incredible backstory behind it. A good friend of mine, Jeremy Jackson, went onto a podcast. We're speaking about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, and this lady suddenly turned around and showed her tattoo, which says Perfectly Imperfect. The rest is history. So we will talk about that a little bit later, but like I do each week, I just run a quick, short fire bio and then get into some hard hitting questions. So Eden Sassoon is a well-known American TV personality, entrepreneur and philanthropist. She's one of the notable cast members of an American TV series, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is the daughter of legendary beauty icon Vidal Sassoon. Influenced by the impact of her father left on the industry, she has made her own mark with a full-service salon Eden by Eden Sassoon and two luxury Pilates studios in Los Angeles. Her desire to forge her way led her to building the non-profit organization Beauty Gives Back, which unites the hair industry in fighting the global war crisis. She's a huge advocate towards mental health and has openly spoken and talked about her addiction to alcohol, as well as the passing of her sister and the moment that motivated her to get sober. Finally, this incredible beauty and wellness entrepreneur now lives her life on an ongoing cleanse and uses her platform to empower people worldwide. So firstly, welcome to the show, Eden. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're you're such an inspiration and just such a wonderful, wonderful spirit in this human form that we have to live out. Thank you. Or choose choose to live out. No, thank you. Well, I, you that, know, in, into context, like that day that Jeremy was mentioning imperfectly perfect, and then you heard about it, and then you did the the video for it, like with a tattoo. Where where does that saying come from for yourself? Well, one when Jeremy said that, I was like, wait what because I was very much in that space of when I do find uh, a text when I find a um, a word or a phrase or something that really hits me I then for whatever reason put it on my body and at that time I was going through god I've gone just through so many moments in life that are feeling you know the ups and the downs and really just stuck in that emotional muck of it all um and at the time I was like why can't I just be me like I don't need to be perfect and yet I feel like I was raised and I live in this culture and in Beverly Hills and blah all this junk um but I'm not perfect and so the came like the perfectly imperfect is for me it was like you know that perfect sense of that I never want to attain something like that because there is no there is no level to what that means which, by the way, I feel like my imperfections are perfect. So, I mean, we could go round and round and round and round in circles on this conversation. And so, at that time, which how he came right at that moment, I'm like, wait, wait, who, who are you? What's going on here? And then you show up, and it just sort of it hit. And it came from a lot of um, curiosity and pain and suffering, which you know, it's not all negative because we are where we're at today. Um, and when you, when you really dive into that pain and feel it and get to the other side or, or continue to go through it, it's, it's a beautiful process. It really, it, it can be. 
and the rest is history. And now we're here today, which I think is amazing. But you touched upon something which I, I, I just want to go into because when it comes to what I want to do with this campaign, and as, as you know, is kind of bring humanity back and show that we're all the same, like mental health doesn't discriminate. And I suppose as the daughter of a legendary hairstylist, like, you know, stranger, like you say, growing up in Beverly Hills around glitz and glamour and around all that, what people don't often see, because they see the highlight reels, but when you're actually living in it, it can be very different. So how was it navigating, I suppose, within the limelight at such a young age and growing up through it and not knowing anything different? You know, I, I one, I did know different because my father was smart enough to know that being raised in London and, and during the wartime and being put in an orphanage and coming from nothing, that the bubble that he then brought his kids to was not reality. He, we were fortunate because he worked his tush off and that he can give us this lifestyle, but he damn well made us understand that this is not reality. And the reality was we, he took us and, and traveled and, and worked and okay, maybe not the meaning of work at, when we were kids, but got to be a part of different cultures and third world countries that people don't have what we had. And I would, my heart would always gravitate towards that. And so I, I was raised with Carmen and Tisha, who were my nannies and my lifeline because my parents were busy and my mom's a recovering alcoholic. And thank God for them because I found myself wanting to get out of the big house with all the kids and just stuff and go to Tisha's apartment deep in the valley, two bedrooms and 15 family members. And the living room was packed and the kids' bedroom had like six of us. And that, I mean, like, you know, the typical Latin family, but there was so much love and kindness and that's where I felt safe. So it was as if I was born into this place of, oh my God, you're, you're so lucky, Eden. You, have, you can have the world, you know? And yet there was this deep sadness and loneliness that I had all the time. And yet there were people around me from drivers, because dad was always traveling. And again, mom was on her own thing at the time, to the cook, to the nannies, to the secretary of so-and-so, to, I mean, like it never ends. And, and I couldn't find myself in this huge mess of people. Um, and I was always searching. So my dog was actually my best friend at the time. Um, and he ran away and that was really, really painful. So, you know, being of this family and in Beverly Hills wasn't what I knew to be real. It was always searching for more. And so there was always something unsettling within my soul. Um, and then at some point, of course, you, you want to step into what it is and who you think you are. I mean, this, this is, okay, this is my mom. This is my dad. This is my sister. She's, up, you know, she's addicted. She's a little off her rocker what's going on here these are my brothers I'm just trying to go to school and be normal and have my group of friends so I mean all these things are going through my head and I'm trying to understand who who am I what is this world about I'm happier you know with I guess what we call the people who are less fortunate what does that mean there's there was I I as we can tell by this conversation I my head was spinning as a child spinning. And so you can never look at a picture and think that, oh, she's raised 
this way with these people with this amount of money they you know there was a time where we got dropped off dropped off in a limousine and my sister of course and she's no no, no longer with us would get out right in front of school and like you know be happy about it and my brother and I were like stop the car up the block and let us walk because that that's not the, the visual of, of, of who we are and what we want to be seen as or judgment from others. And of course, there's good and bad judgment on either side of it, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess it was always hard, hard being of it, but not really connected to that lifestyle. And then, of course, you're looked at as the daughter of a man who's changed in industry, you know, which at that time was, was the heyday and the high time of it all. Um, and then I watched people, how they were when they were around him and he treated everyone with such respect and so humble. Thank God. Cause then I would have had a whole different perspective of the game we play, but I was able to see such kindness and people who respected a man for his, for him. And not only for his craft, but and what he did in the world, because he gave back a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but I was fortunate enough to see more than just you're you're rich, you're from Beverly Hills, you're white, you're you know the story goes on. No, no. And so I sometimes like I sit back and I let go ahead judge me. I mean I do cringe when you read my bio and it says Beverly Hills Housewives. I'm like oh god. First it's, oh, the daughter of, and then it's Beverly's house. I'm like, wait, no, this isn't me, you know? And, and that's what the world has this fascination with. Why? Why? It's actually more pressure. It doesn't feel good. It's like you want to crawl out of your skin. You want to, in my perspective, when you're doing things like that, wash your hair, put it on top of your head, get rid of the makeup, no shoes, run around and just like sing songs and be crazy and be free, you know, be me. And I not care what anyone thinks because you're raised in such a, a lens of, of this is who you are. I, I, I don't know how much of that made sense. And I, I, I know you get it. And so you can reiterate anything back to me, but it's not fun. It's really not fun because then you spend the rest of your time as you start to grow up. I remember it was 43. I'm 47. I came back from a vacation and I was driving down Sunset by my salon and I looked around and I'm like, what's missing here? I don't want any of this. I don't want my name on Sunset. I don't want the salon because maybe I'm doing it because I miss my dad and I'm keeping his legacy alive, which isn't my job. Who am, where's Eden? Who am I? I don't need these businesses anymore. I'm, I did it because I wanted to pay that forward. And Pilates is an incredible, like it got me through my divorce and the beginning of what that looked like. And it kept my core grounded and strong. And then I was like, what, what is all this? This is too much. I'm, get, I'm lost. And the truth was I was lost for 43 years. And that was only what my, I got sober at 39. So four, fourth years and four, yeah, four years sober. And I was lost. Completely. And thank God I wasn't using, but it, it was really, really painful, painful and eye-opening to think like I was supposed to be Eden Sassoon. What, what, is, what does that mean? Just because your dad's name's in, in, you know, in the media or he had a skill and that he was using and he was good at it, that, it, the, it stops there, you know? Mm. 
um, or it should have. There, there shouldn't have been the pressure on me, and I'm not blaming anyone, but I fell into it. There's the pressure, the pressure of being thin, the pressure of being, you know, looked at as, well, if you want to tweak this, darling, we can, you know, you, you need breasts because everyone else has them. And I didn't feel good enough that I compared myself to these people or the media, what they say is sexy. And I did it. I fell into it. And, you know, and I learned these lessons and I learned them the hard way. And, and, and thank God for that because I love it because that's the life I've been put here to lead but then if I don't pay that forward and I don't have a voice and I don't share in any way that I can to help someone else there lies the problem so what you do and when you bring all of us together and and make it that much more intense or when two or more are present you know it's powerful and it's not it's really not all it's not all that it's not the one thing the one thing that I can say that if you have a tiny sense of decency inside you and you have any sort of platform to spread some goodness and change someone's life or the world in any way, then that makes you someone special. The rest means nothing, absolutely nothing. Because I always think, and, and I'm gonna shut up in a minute, in the, and I, I relate it back to my dad's death because I was on my way to his house to get him for his second round of chemo that day and um he didn't make it that morning and i was on my way or i got a call right when i was leaving and the doctor see he's gone he's gone he's gone and, and of course i was in pure panic and the le what kept going through my head is what happens in those last five ten minutes three minutes of of life when you're going through to the end because you can't run a movie of everything that you've done because who fucking cares, <laughs> you know, like what goes through your head? And to me, it's those moments where you, this moment where you and I are talking, the moment where you're, you're holding someone, the moment where you actually feel and your heart's alive, the moment where you're so vulnerable that you're crying or snot's coming out of your nose, or I don't even know what's happening. Or you're, you're out there doing an act of service for someone who needs it. Sorry, there's a, uh, you know, or just the simple laughter with someone you love the simple 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 things that can actually make a huge difference and and at that point then what was it all for you know your ego's out there running amok meanwhile it comes down to like a few final moments you know wow. <laughs> sorry no, i love that i could listen to it all day because i think it's what you've just said there is it, it's everything about being imperfectly perfect. It's we realize that our imperfections are perfect and people we're, we're all on this human form. We're all evolving and we have to learn lessons along the way. And I've even learned, I think we go through those stages. We just need to be mindful of judgment because we all go through these stages where we've all got a bit of ego and some people's can be inflated a little bit more when they lead a better life or they get opportunities or, or something and no respect uh, disrespect to anybody i think it's just been more mindful because we never know what's going on behind the scenes and this is the thing with the whole disrupting social media it's like it's a job at the end of the day as well people are putting on their like highlight reels but behind that a lot of work goes into it i love the fact that your dad taught you everything about growing up without like giving you everything i think that's just amazing and then what comes from that 
but there's so much misconception out there with these like when people see this thing and think like you said privileged all this and how would they ever know how they wouldn't understand and and we're all humans we've all got emotions we all go through all that so everything that you just unraveled and thank you for sharing all that because i think it's the hard conversations of drawing the truth out that's actually going to make the world a better place by going you know what we are all human we are all imperfectly perfect and i just think it's I completely agree because what, you know, I work on the project on uh, Sweet TV for Amazon Live and it's such a beautiful platform because, because I take it as, oh, are these gone? Can you hear me without these? Yeah. I take it as, you know, doing my thing and and sweatshirts and and you know or I'll go with no face on and we're talking about products one day and I'll, I'll show my insecurities like you guys I am by no means perfect but I'm going to share this with you or even as as vain as my you know facelift if I'm going to do it then you know what I might as well pay this forward and be honest about it because there are other women out there who may be struggling with getting older and this is on a very you know superficial level but it's the truth and so Share that with somebody who's having a really hard time aging and, and, and maybe is thinking of, of this or when it comes to sobriety, you know, like it's cool to be sober and people are so afraid to not have the drink in their hand or all these fears. And so I, I guess, I guess in, in opening that door for people like, look, I'm not what you think I am. I'm just like you. I promise you, just talk, just pick up on the pick up the phone and talk to me. There's no difference. So we did this call on 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 Amazon and Sway TV, and this woman was like, "I'm so nervous to talk to a celebrity." I said, "Rosalinda, I'm not. I'm just like you." And and two and a half hours later, and her whole life story, and it was phenomenal. And we were two souls connecting, you know. And yet she had all these like, "Oh my God, I get to talk to." You get to talk to me like, no, there's this idea of, you know, I mean, yes, if, if Gandhi or Nelson Mandela was sitting next to me, as much as they are just like me, that would, I would be in awe, you know, that's a, that's an energy right there. That's a different sense and, and respect. So people like that, but you know, and we can have respect. I have mad respect for you. But there's still the sense, you are me, I am you, we struggle, we feel the same. I, I, I don't even know where the point started, but, but there's so much, um, I can't say this, I can't do that, I, you know, I have to be this way, I have to be this way. I said, no, I don't. I'm on antidepressants. I want to get off of them. You've seen, you watch me. I, I'm going to go try this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to come back home. I have to get back on them. I'm not the only one struggling with that, you know, and that goes into a whole nother conversation that we're still afraid to talk about big pharma. We are still afraid to talk about it. I get it. These are companies with a lot of money that can take anyone down. Fine. I get it. There are people out there trying to make a difference. And now that, you know, plant medicine is coming back and, and sort of being looked at in, oh, wait, this, this comes from nature. This is healing. Let's, what does this mean? 
it's a very fine line that they're they're stepping over but it's all done in the right way or you know make sure taxes are paid i don't even know but there's a, there's a there's always a, a higher sort of what is really going on here mm. how did we even get from day one to who's who and who's not who you know what i mean you go back to these levels of I want to sit under the tree with the guys who are talking about the meaning of fucking life and the birds that are flying over my head. And, and I don't, now it's like, Oh, my ass is too small. My ass is too big. My lips aren't big enough. My boobs. Oh, they hurt me. I'm going to take it. Like what is going on? No, slow down. It's, um, it's funny when you mentioned that because the other day we was talking about, um, the word i think it was you know how everyone throws around oh what wait i need to can you hear me yes yeah i hear you better there now talk can you hear me now yes thank you okay you were still so we was we was talking the other day and like attesting to what you said there i think the word around um i think it was the word authenticity because sometimes to me when people throw that word around i'm like people's actions don't mean what it means sometimes. So we went through like the definition of everything. And there was one thing talking about, if you take it back really far back, it's all about just making something that's actually, I think this was the word. I need to check if this was the word. Yeah. My basis point was that it's an actual thing that makes something go. It's us along the way, humanity that's gone. So in a sense, that's going, your legs are made for you to be able to walk and to move. However, it's us as humans who have gone, they're too fat, they're too thin, they're too, and I mean, on ourselves. And it's just, it's one of these things where we're going, what have you learned? I'll ask you this, Eden. What have you learned? Because of course you've evolved and we're always learning lessons and we can look back at things as blessings now and how we've grown along them. What have you learned in your time that makes you ultimately happy when you remove external things? What are kind of like the two or three pivotal things for yourself that you're learning? And we're always still learning. That's such, such a good question. <sighs> well, okay, well, it just happened. I, I, I stopped. And, and my brain actually just stopped. And I was in this moment, and yes, I was thinking joy, happiest, but, but the birds, I heard them chirping. I'm looking out the trees. People think this is crazy when someone talks like this, and I'm going to, like, the grass, the sun's shining through the clouds. The nature is talking to me. And yet, right there, that's, that's pure peace and heaven. But that goes away because there's the phone, there's the TVs, there's the cars, there's the, I have to go here, I have to do this, so the kids have to go to school, which they're not even getting an education. Like, what, what's going on? Yeah. I, I, my, this person's on drugs, and, and my, speaking of my sister, and oh, she's dead, and now my best friend has cancer, and now my stomach hurts, and I can't figure out why, and cut to two years later, and I'm gonna put her on a medication that's gonna numb her brain so she can't feel the pain in her stomach. Okay, well, you didn't help me with the problem. You just masked my symptom. Thank you. Because now for the next 25 years, I have, and I was grateful at the time because I was in a lot of pain. But that's not the answer. Mm. So, so, so how, what do we do? 
And now I feel like it's perpetuated and I'm just one person in this huge world. There's so many things that are, that are off alignment that how do we even get back to some sort of center? How? And then you look, I mean, I'm in LA, the homeless, it's crazy. It's awful. It's sad. I want to take them all in. I want to, and you can't, and I've done this before. (laughs) I've done it. It's a huge problem. Huge, huge, huge problem. And then, and then sometimes, and here's where my mind goes, okay, so then there's me and then there's the kids and then there's this, these issues and, and oh my God, wait, there's these issues. Oh, now people are struggling with identifying, you know, it never ends. Then you're kind of like, I fucking give up. Okay, but you can't give up. I'm human. I'm here. I have to have this experience. So where do you draw the line? What do you want to put your energy towards? What you, I can't save the world, okay. And if I even try, then, oh, wait, I can't do it good enough. So then the judgment, you know what I mean? It's this ever, when you just stop and listen to nature or be in nature, put your feet in the sand because there's the way you could say, okay, who am I and how can I make a difference in this huge world? And F it, I'm out. Not physically, but like I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go on the beach on an island somewhere and literally just be, you know, just nothing. But then there's the side of me that says, that's not good enough, Eden. You were put here for a bigger reason. You have a voice. You have energy. You, you, you do have a sense of, Gracie, my love, shush, a platform that you were given, whether you were born under your father's name, well, then use it for the greater good. Find a way to help make a difference. And because I've been blessed with the struggles and, and having to always search and find and, and why, what does this mean? You know, what does this mean? What does this mean? Um, and maybe there's no meaning. Maybe it's just part of what is. And if you can sort of by design, pull your human self out of it and realize, all right, this, this is a blessing. Stop this mind that keeps telling you the opposite of everything yeah and just just be present and if i know that if i show up and i'm present usually magic happens and i don't say that in if from any ego place but if i'm true to to not this the brain is all over and fun and cuckoo and crazy and mean at times mean to myself more so than others. But if I stay in that like soul, my gut, the true essence of who I am, the magic happens. There's like the, the imperfectly perfect of, of, of what life can actually be. And that one hits the other and the other and the other, and we're all coming together. And that's some powerful, powerful, powerful energy. I can feel the energy. Like I'm smiling from ear to ear because I'm just like, everything they're saying is what, and I'm still learning it. And I'm going like, those things for me is, it's experiences. It's actually learning and understanding. We are not in control. We really aren't. Like through this, everything that I've done, everyone sees like the celebrities, the corporate leaders and that. They don't see behind the scenes, even though I try and put it on my stories all the time. And it was only like a month or so ago. And I even said it, I said it on there. I was like, so this has never been, led by look at me or money or anything like this. And as it's getting bigger, it's kind of building that way and everyone's coming towards it. And I'm stepping into areas I never have before. And then I'm like, I'm going, okay, now, like I would say, at least spiritual person. And now things have been moving and I'm going, 
okay, so I'm working full time. I'm trying to do this. I've got kids. I'm like, what? I, 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 and I'm going like this. And there were one point where like I was, I was literally spending money on all this thing, getting it through, which people don't see that part. And I was like looking at my kids going, what am I supposed like? How can I? Right. I learned like, and a good friend who's very spiritual, it was teaching us about how we evolve and everything was like, you are, whether you're really um, spiritual or not, it was like you're being taught to be brought to your knees, to know that you have not got control. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to do this, do this, do this, do this. And at the end of the day, you're going to burn yourself out. So the very people that you're trying to help, you're emptying your bucket so much that you can't help. And as soon as I realized and let go, and I'm like, it's just experiences, it's conversations like this. And then like, my bucket was started getting filled because I was enjoying the process again and then things started flowing. So that magic, what you talk about, whether people are like out there going, what are they talking about? You know when you know. Exactly, exactly. And those are the people that are, are, are listening and because it, it's clicking, you know? And the others, they're just, they're just not there yet and that's, that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Powerful And that, that to me is... I think as, as we get older and we have a family and we, you know, the kids and the people start sort of, it's, they fall, they start to fall away. You know, what yeah. was, isn't, if you need me to close this door because of sound purposes, I will. Um, they, it, it all shifts and then you have kids and you're like, wait, so we're mirroring one another and I'm 47 and I'm learning this, this, and this, which is really powerful in my life. And you're 16 and you're learning this, this, and this. And yet I don't know how to teach you to get through this because when I was 16, I did it all. I, I, and you can't take that away from their experience, yeah. but yet you so want to be like, listen, listen, <laughs> this, yeah. you know, and yet it's a different age. So these kids have a whole different life to live in this new age of technology than how we were raised. So it's just so interesting to me that even with my kids, it's, this isn't about me. I'm here for you to come home to be safe or to provide meals and to provide love and a sense of calm when I have it. How about that? <laughs> you know, and, and, and the rest, I'm, I'm here. Call me when you need me. And obviously I joke about it and it's not a joke. I'm a ride. I'm a banker. I'm, you know, a, a yeah. housekeeper, which is my job. And it's hard because right now we look for that emotional connection. We understand mental illness more. We go through all this pain and you're kind of looking at these kids like, you have no idea what's going to come. And I wish I could magically sprinkle the potion on you. To, I get it. But no, that's the human experience, right? It is. And you know what? I'm really, I, I'm loving this conversation because it's kind of, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where people think they know a person from, especially when you're a media personality. And like, you don't even have to touch on that stuff. You said it at the right at the beginning, like you cringe when you hear certain things like that are mentioned. And you're like, because I'm so much more than that person that is out there. Um, but attesting to that kind of thing and not even bringing it in, when you are kind of in that limelight and then you get criticism or you get haters online or things like that, what we've often seen is detrimental to a lot of people. And we've seen in the UK what's happened where people have passed due to haters online and that. Like, 
what would you say to that kind of thing and how have you managed to navigate through that because on top of what you've gone through then you're dealing with online trolls and so that coming off of that show because that show well all of them but speaking of the housewives entity of madness um you know these women these women have been there and so these i hate even the word fans but following let's say these these i mean they have like that's their ride or die so you get a new girl who comes in and 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 just really is pure and sort of like i'm here and i i'm going to try to do what i can and then of course editing and this and that and then you have people for no reason coming at you and you know what if if we're we're human and i'm sensitive and like i'm vulnerable so i feel like i can make a difference but there are some times where you just need to back off don't engage with these people they do not and will not but i will say i have a few times put myself out there and have shifted somebody's craziness into you know what i'm sorry i'm like oh my god just thank you thank you but that's obviously few and far so you um i don't have an explanation i just can say that you have to tread lightly and as curious as you are because i'm always like get curious we're not meant for that kind of criticism and that kind of beat down and that you know or at least people who who are really open and and, and into this energy space if, if you don't give a crap about it and you just care about the bottom line and the dollar and what people are like you know blowing what up your your butt then you're gonna be fine but that's not the world we're living in and at some place at some point it has to stop because we are human we are sensitive you know they how do we create it so you know and and this is interesting about amazon like i am me and you are you and we are coming together as one and i want to break those lines of oh you're watching someone on a screen or you think i'm so and so because of my dad or money or where i'm raised or all this I, these ideas but it's not true so where do we break these lines and i think that then turns into but then what does that do for the people who are in that position? Maybe not myself, but those other people that their, their ego or their sense of self runs off people's um, praise yeah. and judgment. So it almost breaks some, some, some barriers for people that what would they do? That's their ego. They need it. It, it, it has to go back to some place to cause uh, to get a common ground going and and to be honest during this time considering what we're all going through in different ways and and sorry for those who have been really 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 impacted by this virus um this could be a perfect time to make that stage like yes use your voice for the greater good or whatever it is people are looking at you thinking that you're better than but I'm here to tell you you're not, and we are all the same. And if you can talk about it, then talk about it to yeah. anyone. I'm in the supermarket market and I meet people and I talk, my kids are like, stop, stop, mom, stop. I'm like, no, he wanted to talk to me. Like, or she want, I do have like a sort of like, tell me your life story on my forehead. And, but I love it because you, you want to be heard and I'm here to listen to you and, and whatever comes out of it. Like those are the moments in life. I, 
I just, or like you sit with someone who's just down and out. You just sit with them and you've been there before. And it's five or 10 or 15 minutes out of your damn day of what are you even doing? By the way, I love Alan Watts. I don't know if you know him. You have to listen to this man, just the tone of his voice. He's like, we're all running around doing things, getting somewhere, trying to get people to think this and this. And he starts to giggle and laugh in this sort of, you know, deep voice that he has. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm like, that, what are we doing? You have a, you can say I'm doing something for the greater good to make a change. Yes. Other than that, unless you're a doctor, or, you know, things that, that can keep you alive. And yes, there are some necessities in life without ego, but the rest we're like chickens with our heads cut off running around to get somewhere. To, to, I, I, it makes no sense to me. No sense to me. Exactly what you said there. I, uh, I worked with a friend of mine as an actor and we, we just did this thing in the middle of Hyde Park in Sydney where yeah. he stood still and we did a timeline of everyone speeding up around him and it was just him still and just going, that's exactly what you said there. Everyone is this on Instagram? Yeah, I'll send it to you again. I'll, I'll, I'll read. Oh, I will, I will go see it and share it. Oh my God, okay. Yeah, I did, and? I did a female version and a male and just showed everyone just running random and it just sped up and him just in the middle with like a single tear and just no one realizing because everyone's running around like a headless chicken. It's powerful. It, it's, I, I can't, it's so hard to be part of. So when I'm with my kids or when we were, we were down the block at the shopping, and this is just one little thing that happens all the time, I stop. I noticed there was a woman, she was homeless, you could tell. There was a guy who was a little, he had some serious mental issues. She got afraid. I stopped because I was, she, I could see her fear. I'm like, are you okay? The conversation turned into, I gave her what money I could. Like, you know, just stop, take a moment, help someone. And why is that so weird? Like my, even my kids, and I hate to say it because they're growing up, but like, at the beach, the woman's got three kids with her. She's got an umbrella. She's got bags. She can't carry stuff. You guys are all teenagers. Help her. No, they don't help. So I'm like, can I help you? I took the baby and the bag. Like, of course, because that's what you do. And they're like, why? What? <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? And it's like this whole remove. Every, everyone has a story. And it's, I love to see these videos where people take time, and I've done it before, we took it to the streets of Sydney, and we actually spoke to some people, and you see them online where people are doing for the greater good, and they'll speak to somebody who's homeless, and they'll ask them the story. And I saw one the other day, and it was a lawyer, and he'd lost his wife and his child. And literally from that, the bills were mounting up in the US, and he couldn't afford them, and he'd been on the streets for four years, and... And like all these comments was like, oh my God, I never realized. And I'm like, okay, but now you realize, let's all come together and do something. Like, yes, I know it's hard to do it on a general, but if we start one person at a time and collectively Agreed. together, then Agreed. like you said, just help that next person, help your man and help your woman. And it's kind of, stop looking at the outskirts and just what's in here. Uh, uh, completely agreed and again i i love what you do because it is it's like that social experiment when you step into the elevator and you step in like that and you're the last one in i love this they taught me this in college i'm like oh that's so fun and everyone's looking out and everyone's just standing there not saying a goddamn word excuse me and you're like you step in you look at everyone you look at them and you actually smile and you say hi how are you and they look at like like you're out of your mind 
turn around, look at the door, wait to get to your floor and get out. Like, what? What? So true. Well, these days you go into a restaurant and you look around. Have you ever done this? And you actually look around and everyone's heads in their phones and you're like, oh, 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 oh. That one. It's, I love it because I'll sit there and I'll be like, wait, I think they're on a first date or this is what's going on. If they're on a first date and they're both on their phone, I wonder if he's texting another, like, what is happening here? And even families. And look, my family's guilty of it. These kids, I'm like, this is painful. I don't know how to at this age to make it stop. And at some point they're going to come into their own and learn, you know, talk about what we're talking about. And I hope it's not too late for them. They'll, they'll have to go through it. But, but the interesting question is, so we do all this at our age. So I feel like we go through life and there comes a point in our middle age somewhere where we're like, the light bulb goes on. You're like, wait, it's not based around me. I don't even necessarily matter. How do I become part of the whole? And how do I help change this? Because this is not set up properly. And I don't know what that looks like. But I want to make some change. And then you're like, I only have half left. Maybe if that. And then the cycle continues. So when at some point are these kids born into a world that is changed that the cycle stops that the education is different that it's not about how much money you have who you are what you've done your you know your your list of accomplishments and whatever business because in actuality no one gives a fuck excuse my language what have you done for someone else and that's what my dad used to tell me i would sit in the car as a teenager like my kids do and i literally let listen to that i'm like oh i can't i can't i just can't and my dad used to say eden i mean in his english accent and he'd say go do something for somebody. Basically telling me, your problems don't matter, one. You know, and once you start doing for others, they will all go away. Mm. And I didn't get it as a kid, because how could I? It was all about me. And now I'm like, oh God, what time I wasted, what energy I wasted to, to, to go out and have another drink and flirt with the guy at the end of the bar. You know, but of course, it's it's life. It's an experience. I don't, I don't. And I mean, you I wouldn't be where you are today without these lessons and learning. And at the time, obviously, <laughs> like they're bloody hard lessons. And you're like, what the, like all this kind of stuff. But even a good a, a good friend of mine, Damien Bodie, he said to me, and he, he made me like question it. He was like, okay, so even attesting to kind of what you said there, it was like, think about when you go out for drinks and dinner with your friends and you're all sat there. He said, how many times have you actually sat there and I want you to picture your circle now and actually talked about your aspirations and about helping people in this world? He said nine out of 10 times, it's about, oh, my job was crap today. Oh, this person, this person. And I sat there and I was like, that is true. I wonder how many more people, instead of sitting there collectively going, what are your dreams? What are your goals? How can we help you? And how can we help each other and stuff like that? <laughs> right, right. Well, so that's, that's, that's brilliant because yes. And, and these, I don't know why, but those coffee talk, coffee table games, mm. they're really, that can be really positive and, and actually talking. I think we, you're onto something. We need an uh, imperfectly perfect game. Coffee talk. Oh, hello. That's genius. <laughs> we need like the cards games and we're at dinner. You talk about it and we, we, you get into depth about these conversations and you open it up to yes. Okay. So this is where my mind goes, but, <laughs> but, um, I do find people now, like I, I, I find 
if you go to a dinner party or you're around a group of people and you're all talking like that, I'm like, I, I, I want to go home. I want to sit on my couch alone. I want to be with my dogs. I'd rather be mindlessly watching something on the TV than, than actually having to absorb this energy right now. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, or if, if I can sort of add to the conversation in, in my way and people might look at you and be like, who is, it's not so bad here in LA, but it's, you know, it's like at times I'm a little out there, you know, like I, I take people to places, but I think then what's it all about? If I haven't changed you for in the hour that we spend or made you think something different or offered up like, whoa, then why bother with me? Like really, why? Why? My even my, it, It's true because my head's even gone further into your game thing. I've just sat there, even to that analogy, yeah. it's simple, stupid. It's like one card, who is Eden Sassoon? And you get, it's as simple as that. Who actually, as friends in our circle, our family, because even my mum said to me the other week, like we'd had a falling out and then she was like, I know you. And I was like, to be honest with you, I left England at 22. I was like, I've grown. I was like, as much as our parents and everyone thinks they know, they don't know us. We're individuals and we're growing and we're evolving and we don't. So even to a card, pulling a card saying, who is Eden Sassoon? Who's Glenn Mars? Well, so that's a good, that could be an incredible family game or like questions that maybe not the names because you want to sell it on a, you know, here I am thinking like yeah. business wise, but you, you asked, like here's the family version of Imperfectly Perfect and then the, the friends version or just the game night with people you don't know and getting deep, you know, take these games to the next level. What We're playing here and we're supposed to be fun, but let's go deep with it and make deep the fun topic. Yeah. Who wants to talk about how your fucking day was? I don't care. I care about you. Tell me how you feel. Like, yeah. tell me what you're going to do. Tell me that you spoke to someone or, or made a difference somehow, some way. Anything, I don't care. Totally. But like, if you talk about politics one more time, if we have to talk about, you know, what's going on with, with the virus, like, I don't know. And I, my brain goes, and I totally check out, totally check out. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I can be shallow because I am single. I'm like, oh, wait, did you see him? He was so cute. Oh, he works out. But then I go into the whole fitness. I mean, you know, we are, we are, you know, part of it at times, but I prefer not to be. And that there lies a struggle for me to be honest, there lies a struggle for me. But you know what, what I love about you is that now, like you say, you've learned your lessons, you, you've, you've gone through everything that you've gone through and we've touched upon it, but what I want to go on is to the, like you love to spread positivity and self-care now and it's everything you're about and wellness and the cleansing and stuff like that. So I suppose if there's any, because we've got that global audience, if there's people out there that are thinking, oh, I can't speak up or I can't like, what was it like the first time you actually spoke up? Did it, I always ask this question, but did it feel like a weight off your shoulders when you actually thought, because you know with mental health or anything that you're going through, sometimes you're thinking you're suppressing it and you're trying to hold on because you think nobody else is going through what you're going through. When I was a kid, again, growing up in the chaos with everyone around me, yet I was alone, um, which is a very, 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 uh, I'm sure many people listening can relate to that, uh, possibly. Um, it's isolating. They would, I would go to therapy and I would fall asleep crying so excited to go talk, just talk because my throat would actually get tight. Like I couldn't say a word emotionally at all. 
And I was always sick. I always had swollen glands. And I do believe, obviously, we're energy. So it's held in your body and it does cause dis-ease. Um, and so I would go to therapy and I'd get onto the couch. And I wouldn't say one thing. I could not speak. So I started to find myself really uncomfortable in situations where it's either two people or like in the silence. I wasn't comfortable in the silence. Now I could sit in silence with someone all damn day and love it and just have the best time because there's such beauty and safety and playfulness in the silence. But before it was so scary for me. So, so, so scary. So then I thought, wait, I, I, I have to use my voice. I can't talk. So I went, I, I, I fought for it. I went to acting class. I was like, this has got to be a way for me to get outside of myself because I was so deep in these layers. Of course, I turned to alcohol and it helped. But so that's not a good idea. Don't turn to alcohol <laughs> to find your voice. But I did. And I had to then refine it. And that was difficult too. So I went through like coaching classes and, and you know, the Alexander movement, all these physical things to try to find my voice when it was my brain really just telling me things that weren't true. That, that I, but I really was safe. So, so I had to use that muscle. And the more I did, the more fun it became, the more safety was around. You know, yes, don't forget from that point, it did turn to alcohol. So I did find, you know, that alcohol voice of it that was, that was totally free and totally alive and probably uncalled for. But then when the drinking stopped, oh, shit, who am I? I am someone who is I love to exercise and be healthy. I then had to struggle with, wait, what's this emotional relationship you had with food? I mean, really an emotional relationship. Holy what? Like no, no even thought to, or stop or pause between an emotion and a pizza. And I mean the whole pizza. You, you, oh my God. And then the dysmorphia looking in the mirror like, oh shit, what did I just do? My life's basically over. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now go work. I mean, what? So it all had to come to like the pause, the stop. What does this all mean? And what am I doing? Because I'm going to spin out of control and not, you know, it was a progressive thing. So there was a time after dad passed away, I went to WeCare and I don't, it's in Palm Desert. And I, I, for some reason connected to, I have to stop this mouth thing, the food, the drinking, the anything that, that is suppressing these feelings for me to actually feel my heart, for me to feel anything. I have to stop eating. I have to stop drinking. I have to stop filling this body with things to get back to any feeling, any feeling. And I just lost my dad and my relationship of four years ended. I was broken, but I wasn't. I was searching for who, what, where, how. And that was like the beginning of a big journey of becoming sober. So I stopped the drinking. I learned how to, and I have my moments when I'm emotionally charged and I'm, I've, I'm again in that human muck of it all, as opposed to by design. And you can kind of pull out and realize that you have total control over your brain. Your brain does not control you. And you can re, you know, path these, these pathways that your effed up thinking can be positive. You just have to learn how to do that. And so I'm learning all that. And I stop and I pause. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't need all that. I feel good. I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to go run four miles right now. Like, oh, this is kind of easy. This is fun. So there's alcohol. There's the relationship with food. There's 
the anger sometimes issues that came in my life because I couldn't express myself because I couldn't talk and I held everything in my body that one little poke, the beast came out. And so I would talk to someone. He's like, okay, so let's go into this place of compassion. Well, my compassion is all the way to the kids in Africa who has no food and they're starving and their bellies are out here and the tears come and I can't handle it. And why does that have to happen? And so he takes me to compassion. Meanwhile, I'm like, I came here because I get angry at, at my friend. And now you're, I'm in Africa with kids starving. And how are you going to get me back to some safe place? Well, that didn't work out well. I said, I'm never going back to that. So now I can't be in compassion or anger. I'm like, I'm screwed. What do I do? What do I do? And why am I angry? So in figuring, working through these things, which if you think about it, it's fun. Switch the idea of this doesn't have to be so difficult. And maybe, you know, I'm passionate about it. So it sounds like, oh, this is intense. It's playful. It can be fun. Like, get curious. Ask, why, why after feeling this way, maybe do I feel like uh, someone just wronged me or maybe they withheld information from me, which immediately makes me want to go run to the fridge and, and pull the food out. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let's just think. Okay, so what am I feeling? Why am I feeling that? Did, did that person really do that? Maybe you want to pick up the phone and talk to them instead of acting out or don't pick up the drink or the cigarette or whatever it may be, you know, or let's just take a minute, go get on the treadmill and slowly Eden walk for 25 minutes. I don't know. Think of something different. Get out of the box that you were born into, like stop. And, and I just started to really question and get curious about it all. I mean, it all, even to the point where I used to, and I'm going to be really honest, have relationships after drinking. I was so afraid of how I was going to be sexual with people, intimate with people in any way, even a kiss without alcohol, that I, I, I couldn't imagine not drinking. And that thought to me was so frightening. And I realized, okay, this is really easy. I don't need alcohol for that. But now I'm using that as, as a, some tool to feel something that's not even probably real. And now I'll, it's that that I'm on to feel when it was the alcohol to, you see what I'm saying? The acts of just kept caring. I was like, okay, so eight years later, eight years later, I was like, I think I want to get close to people and really be vulnerable and show my heart before I actually kiss them or touch them or let them touch me in any way. When before it was, no, I'm going to dive in this side and see if this side comes. Well, that doesn't happen because at that point, my walls are up and you're out the front door and that's it on to the next. So it's like, what is what we were, I was raised and taught things backwards in every way, shape and form and have had to, it's almost like, okay, Eden, if you think one thing, question it a hundred thousand times and just all over and get fun and play. And why is it this color? Why does it smell like that? Why does it taste like that? Why am I thinking like this till you come to, the other answer and the other answer is probably the right answer. And, and it's true. I've been finding like, Oh, I like this game of life that we call, you know, this, this could actually be fun done the right way. And you know what? I'm not afraid to cry. I'm not afraid to hold, to, to tell you this hurts. That person hurt me. You hurt me. Like I, just spill it. Or I like you. I don't like you, like I need something from you, but I'm gonna be honest because people can't, you're so afraid of sharing their feelings. I appreciate you, I like you. I can tell you in five minutes if my spirit loves your spirit and I love you. There's nothing wrong with that. Why can't I say I love you and people, oh my God, like they're scared. Well, that's your problem, not mine. 
But that's so like all these little things to live this beautiful, healthy lifestyle. To even saying to someone, "I love you, dude." If they take it the wrong way, then they've got to go back and question all the things that I just said in some way or another to come to some sort of internal peace when someone says, I love you. And you say, oh my God, I felt that. And not in the loving way that we all think of love, but like, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. There lies the end of time. And like all these little beautiful moments to the birds, to the love, to the choice of like do i eat it do i not eat it to no don't touch me i've actually changed my ways i'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> to the end of the time of like all right i'm done i'm good well see it, it sounds that fascinating and just touching on something you said earlier in the in the episode when you were talking about sat under the tree talking about the meaning of life i'll join you because again once you know you would rather sit there and have those conversations with people because it's just like okay, we, we've been conditioned to almost like, you go to school, you go to uni, you finish, yep. you get a job, you do this, you do this. And like, surely there's something more like being of service to others and using your platform to make a difference. How are you going to get there? No idea. Just put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> but I've, uh, I've got two questions for you. So attesting to Imperfectly Perfect campaign, what does being imperfectly perfect mean to you throughout everything that you've learned throughout your lessons or your journey? It means, and I'm going to say the word, it means to be authentically vulnerable and present in each moment, which is not an easy task, but can be consistently progress, not perfection. And to take action. So if I'm vulnerable and I have a feeling and I want to share it, don't pause and take five seconds to get into the brain to let it screw your whole thing up. Do it. Do it. If, it means that if I'm having a feeling and I want to cry, cry. It means that if I want to go help that person and give him money or bring him back to my house and shower and feed him and do whatever I can and then, God forbid, put him back on the off streets, then do it. Like, stop being afraid Eden do it and so I do and people do like oh she's a little crazy she's out there but you know what no because it's that energy that's going to create someone else's energy and it's going to pay it forward exactly what you're doing and so that to me imperfectly perfect is like it's those moments when you think it should be perfect that you stop your head takes over your brain gets involved and you try to manipulate it into something that it's not if you cannot take that pause and you're in it then you are imperfectly perfect and it's just like it is what it is. That's so powerful you say that. And that just leads me, um, just before I've got the last question, is talking about that, getting into those feelings as well. Because there's this thing that I learned recently, a lot of it, you know, where people are like, we have to try and get our thoughts into that positive mode, keep moving, this toxic positivity. Whereas I was pushed into a wall and I was like, I'm the most positive guy. But I keep coming up against things with trying to grow this and like, I don't know. And... And I was like, I can't keep being positive. You actually realize, I always make a disclaimer, I'm not an expert, we work with associates who can, so people, but please remember that sometimes we have to feel these feelings. Like when people are saying, just push them away, that, whether spiritual, whether not spiritual, it still is an emotion that the humans are after. So the more vulnerable you can be, you expose yourself, you step into your truth. And what I wanted to show through the campaign is, People can still be successful, whether they share their vulnerability or not. Some of the most successful people in the world, including yourself, 
you talk on world stages, you empower people, you do this. You've openly spoken about what you've been through. And Jeremy, a mutual friend of ours, he said to me, he's had people in the past going, you're too openly spoken about what you've been through. And he was like, that's my truth. And that's what I love about that guy. Like, uh, I'll back to him any, any, I've got so much respect and time for Jeremy as a friend, but yeah, when he told me yeah. that, I'm like, people say that. And he was like, when you're in this industry, they say, oh, you shouldn't share that much. And he's like, but yes. that's me, that's not my truth. And I'm at a stage in my life where I'm like, you know what? If I can save a life by sharing my story, I'm going to do that. So completely and the censorship that goes on in different areas because it's not the right thing to do or at no 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 i i have i have that same button where like uh, wait what are you trying to censor me or my feelings or my thoughts because if that's the case one i should probably just walk away right now before i i you know, get myself in trouble because I will tell you exactly what I feel and think. And then, you know what, maybe I will leave you something to think about because you're the asshole, not me. So, and I mean that in the nicest loving way. And yes, I'm sure there are certain times where I could come at that type of situation in a really loving way, but I take it really serious. And, and you know, things didn't change in the world by people being quiet, you know, the people who were out there fighting the fights and changing the world are standing up for this. Like you are making a difference. We are all making a difference. It's not, it's not an easy task and it has to be sort of this, like, let's, let's go. Let's all get together. Imagine us all in the same room, that energy. Imagine back in the day we could walk down the street and actually just impact people's lives because they wanted to listen. Now everyone's so damn scared of everyone else. It's like we need the phone or the social media or the TV screen to protect ourselves. I do miss so, the days. I do miss the days growing up, and it's like you get a knock on your door, you don't know who it is, and it's your friend. Are you coming out to play? That's right. <laughs> so. No, now you're like gated. Who is it? No, call the guy. Block numbers. But I, I just want to say this has been one of the most incredible conversations. What is next for yourself, Eden? Um, any projects coming up and where can people find out more information about you? I am in that transition phase, which I love. I'm actually, you know, we are at Sway TV and it's on Amazon Live, which is the live streaming platform. And for me, it's really taking what we're talking about because I've cried. I've cried there. I broke down relationships, sobriety, things that you wouldn't see maybe on Amazon Live. <laughs> but that's me. And that's what we're that's what you get when 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 we're talking so I, I I'm still making a difference in this world otherwise I really sort of you'll find me on an island somewhere just chilling if I'm not there I'm on my Instagram at Eden Sassoon or at Sway TV live really talking to people what exactly what you and I have done listening to people laughing crying getting it out and sharing my story so I give them the permission to be like wait oh I'm on antidepressants too. I don't, you know what I mean? Just, you, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and I think the natural finding of everyone, just sort of how you and I met, it's like, it happens. It happens. You, you're all, I, I spoke about you twice today. Oh, and one podcast, podcast that I did earlier. So I, I'm sending her your way. And it's just the more people like us that are coming together and talking, it, it, it makes a difference. And I just want to say a big shout out to Amazon for that because the more networks that are opening these conversations, I think is incredible because I even learned there's a lot of networks that don't touch these subjects 
So to hear that, I just think it's huge. And if you want, if you want, we can we can go live Zoom together on Sway, which is Amazon Live, and uh, you can pick. And of course, there's a product involved, but maybe because you don't have a book or anything right now, do you? We're just working on something at the moment. I'll tell you after this if you like. Okay. Yeah. So it, whether it's that at that time or we can do it sooner and we can pick, you know, your three favorite books that change your life or three, we tie it back to something because it is a, you know, product based, but they are, they want content. They want real content. They chose us as one of their top streaming platforms. So, I mean, at some point I would love to have you on a zoom and talking about this and talking about you and why, and exactly what we just did and turn the table around bless you well i'll tell you my favorite book is changed my life it was called letting go the art of surrender read it david r hawkins what's what's your okay. favorite book that's changed your life i i think okay i'm gonna have to write that down why do i feel like i buy all the books i put them there and i'll put them up in two pages because my brain can't focus on <laughs> yeah yeah let's call this one okay letting go I'll, I'll the picture of it but yeah okay. it's just about where we realize that ultimately we don't have control in anything <laughs> we've got to let it go but i'm going to put all the links up to where you can find eden but until next time guys i just want to say on behalf of the campaign our audience on me thank you so much eden for your time i love you buddy i do i can honestly say that and you you are like-minded spirits that travel together like anything i'm 100 percent behind you here for you just say the word however whatever that looks like bless you bless you well guys make sure that you go to subscribe to iHeartRadio or spotify the imperfectly perfect podcast until next time guys keep having the hard conversations because it's the hard conversations that are saving lives to find out more about the imperfectly perfect campaign and how you can get involved simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.